When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 99 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. And we're going to party like it's FRL 99 with my mainest 99. man, Willie 99 Saylor. problem. <laughs> 99 problems, but, uh, but a switch or- ain't one. But an orange ain't one. But an orange ain't one. No citrus issues here. Um, how are <laughs> we doing? How are we doing, Willie? What a doing weekend. Doing good. You, what a weekend. Goodness you know, gracious. We didn't even have to, and we didn't much. Me and Christian always... Get our script together. We didn't have to put much of a script together. That, I don't it, like that you call it a script. Well, I, I, not script. Script it's, is like, you say this, I say this, you say this. I, uh, what do you call it? Um, I mean, talking sh- points, right? An outline. We were, okay, an outline. Getting you, you, said, you, you said script last time. I should have corrected you then. Should Why? Have, because it, it's not a script. Because a because, script. Because you don't like, you're just talking, that's just connotation. You just don't like the th- people to think that it's scripted. It's not scripted. It's obviously not scripted. It's not scripted. We have talking points, okay? And we didn't have to do much for it for this show because it's like a silver platter. Yeah, where do you, I what, mean, where do you start? Where do you start? I think you start with <laughs> NC State, Iowa. Day. I mean, day. Okay, so the, the whole talk, and believe me, we indulged this conversation, no. was. Iowa and and they wanted they didn't want Tech they wanted NC State and we said well yeah NC State's a way better matchup and it'll be you know they're such a long shot and this and that and they went into Carver Hawkeye and just straight up beat Iowa like they were just better there there was not like a weird thing happened there wasn't a they were missing a guy nothing and. We were talking about this yesterday, and I think this was good. I mean, I argued all last week, NC State should have been going to Penn State. Um, I still feel that way. I think this proves that maybe should have been the way they were. But if they had gone, or, and I'm going to say it again, this is what we've been saying about NC State maybe all year, they, but they would they would have gotten beaten pretty soundly. So they didn't really get that validating, another validating moment like they had in Iowa. So in a way, it might have been kind of best-case scenario for, for, for NC State. Yeah, because uh, you, you might not have learned as much. Right. Right? Right. If, if NC State goes to Penn State, um, you would still speculate who would win, Iowa or NC State, and now you don't have to do that. Yeah, and we would have – and you know what? If I had speculated, I would have said, um, I think I like – 
think I like Iowa. Thought I liked. I thought I liked Iowa. You know, six four in that mm-hmm. duel. And well, you, um, we, me and Christian talked after the duel last night, and Christian said that when Clark didn't bonus. He was uh, Christian. You were like, oh, there could be some problems here. I was. Yeah. I I didn't catch on to that that early. I uh, maybe about one forty nine, one fifty seven. I started looking forward, and I was like, you know, if Renda wins, NC State can win. Right. But you, you know, you, you were onto it a little bit earlier. That there well, was possible. yeah. I mean, I think a little bit of that is just having watched so much NC State this year. I mean. Uh, I, I was there when Jamal Morse was up 4-0 against Gustafson and got majored. Um, yeah. And so I'm, I'm thinking, I, I thought there was probably no way that we went into 141 with, with Iowa not having 11 team points. I thought Gilman has been... Yeah, but still, though. I mean... <sighs> I, you know, I'm a telling lot, you, a lot of people, it, it said oh, something to me. It said something to me when both of those guys. It said something to you about the team? It did because I feel like, I mean, this this happens a lot in wrestling. Like teams are, they, they can sometimes all be kind of on the same page and where they're at, whether they're peaking or whether they're a little yeah, run I, down. I thought that team did not look to have a lot of energy. They didn't look, they didn't look that strong to me. And I thought two matches in, Clark was riding way too much. I see what you're saying. So but, um, I was like, okay, here we go. Then Kevin Jack Tech falls Brody Grothus. And I was like, wow, that, that that to me changed a lot in that he is not only making up for bonus, he's outperforming where I felt um So like a like a two point swing or a yes, thing there. Yes. So Clark should Clark should get maybe a maybe a, as much as a maybe as much as a Four point swing, right? Right. I thought I like, thought Clark would pin Morris. I, I I really did. I felt pretty confident that would. All right. Happen. So that's so that's three, and then Jack got a major. That's so that's a five point. Jack got a tech, or a tech, right? So that's a five point. Because if I don't know if anybody expected a major from Jack Grothus. No, I didn't. And, and I didn't. To tech. me, to me, like, I go into that match, and there's there's kind of in most duels, there's one kind of Carver match. There's one where things just go wonky um, for the visiting team and things. So you, there's a couple matches where you're favored. Yeah. So maybe it's Jack Grothus. Maybe it's Cooper Gant. You, you try to figure out which one it was. The one it was, I think, was Rhodes um, Roscoff. But Roscoff was able to to figure it out. But Jack, I mean, he, I mean, he well, picked him apart. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, but, okay, so... I still even even without the bonus. I mean, I, you, you're looking at you're looking at the energy level of the first couple guys and saying, well, if the rest of the Iowa team is isn't as energetic, they got problems. I can I can see that. But where I was at, I was like, well, if Brooks wins, they win. Uh, I I will be fine. And I was like, well, Brooks will win. And then I remembered if. Their Midlands match. Flashback to the Midlands match when Renda kind of gave that up. Yeah. Like I, 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 not it, gave it up. It but... was a shootout. It was a shootout. It was 8-7. Yeah. It, it was one of those. He was winning for a, a decent amount of the match, but it was one where a lot of leg attacks both sides, a lot of scrambles. And, um, yeah. But, man, Renda, it, it all came down to Renda. And 
and he got it done. He beat Brooks. Renda's red hot, by the way. He's beaten um, – who'd he beat? He beat Miklas, and now he just beat – Call the police and the fireman. Call the police and the fireman all. So, yeah, uh, I think we have to talk about – Who looked good for Iowa? I, I think we have to talk about Meyer and, 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 and Brooks because, to me, that was the switch. Like, okay, you can say – you say Corey Clark – you know, a lot of people are critical of Clark on the message boards that he should have should have went for the major, should have left him up. He rode too long, worked for a turn too long, and it obviously wasn't there. But like, let's let's that's let's cut him some slack there. The, the, the two that didn't look right were Meyer and Brooks. Oh yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I didn't think they looked. They looked Meyer won a Meyer won a match against an under five uh, sub five hundred guy without a takedown. No takedowns. No, t- and that's and he just didn't even. But that's okay. been My- Meyer has has not really looked like he the, just didn't look right at all. Like no movement, no energy, almost in a cloud. I thought like his reactions weren't even right. Well, I I thought Meyer My- Meyer's not been having a great year. I mean, relative to the expectations coming in, where. I was saying, hey, this is a potential finalist. This is a title contender to, you know, can he make the round of 12? He really not, not he mean, does, he doesn't have – Willie, Willie, Willie. He doesn't have – here's the thing. He doesn't have a lot of offense. It, it's that He doesn't pull the trigger. And that was – he wasn't as far removed from who he actually is as you might think. Like he that wasn't that much of a down performance, a major deviation from – Kind of what we've been seeing from Meyer. He's, um, he's reluctant to pull the trigger. Now he should have, he should have beaten him worse. But at the same time, I mean, that that's I, kind of who Alex is. I, I, I maybe in Iowa fans' mind and even my mind, um, we have a much higher opinion of uh, Meyer than than what you have. But I have never seen Meyer look that bad. He he looked like he didn't know what he was doing. Like he didn't look himself at all. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. I. You know what? He looked a lot better against. You know when he looked good. Uh, was against uh, Crutchmer. Right. Yeah. So you could you could battle. You can you can score takedowns on on Kyle the, Crutchmer, the highest returning All American from last year. But you cannot score a takedown on a freshman Nikki Hall. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, his. Re- I'm telling you, he, he didn't look right. He, even his reactions didn't look right. Um, even his Jackson win was like, did you watch that match? Okay, so he be- he beat Nate Jackson last week. Right. Two weeks ago. But did you, I'm asking you, did you watch that match? No, I, no, I did not watch All that right. match. Although I, but what I do know is that he scored late takedowns. Late. God, it wasn't like a lot of him getting to his shots. There was counters and Nate kind of. I- sh- Shot so himself what? out of the mat. So, I'm telling you, he doesn't have a lot of offense, Willie. I'm, I'm telling you, he was getting picked apart on his feet. Jackson hit a wall, melted down, and lost. I'm telling you, that's what happened. I'm telling you, this was not a major deviation. A guy hit a wall. Okay? Well, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you, when a guy has uh, four, five, six takedowns combined against Nate Jackson and Kyle Crutcher, he should be able to get one against Nikki Hall. Okay. All right. That both both of those matches had guys that. Ga- and you want to talk about? They, hold on, hold on. Both those 
matches had guys that gassed majorly, where he gave up massive amount of points early and then clawed and scratched his way back. And those guys absolutely hit a wall. Crutchmer hit a wall. He was tired. Nate Jackson hit a wall. He was tired. And only then was he able to execute offensively. If guys aren't gassing, and I, I, I don't know if that's a – you can go into a big tournament and say, we'll just gas them out. I, I don't think in no, March – No, you can't do that anymore. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm telling you, okay? You can't, can't, you can't rely – wrestling's changed, man. Wrestling – you, you you can't. It's not a war of attrition. It's not a, 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 a testament of will. You know. I mean, it is. I mean, guys are. I would disagree yeah, with that. I mean, it comes into play, but you're not gonna win. You're, you're not gonna win a match strictly on that when it when it counts. In in March, everybody's in shape. Yeah, I don't know. I. I uh... but, but what I what I think the difference is. And Ironside hit on it. Ironside talked about it on the thing, uh, on the call. Was that? Oh boy. And when we saw about it, we saw this for years. It's like the shots are there; they just don't take them. Like the openings are there, and and they take a half shot. Don't take the half shot. It's there. It was open. Attack. Score. Yeah, I thought in the Brooks match, I thought he left his legs. Way too open. I felt like Brooks was going desperation um, way, way too early in that match instead of just takedown at a time. And he left his legs wide open, and Rinda just capitalized every time. And he ate up a lot of clock attacking legs. So I, I, I don't know what. I can't put my finger on it. But I thought as a team, as a whole, Iowa looked flat. They didn't look. I mean, and and NC well, State, was... NC State looked better prepared. They looked like they had better plans, um, and, and they went out and they executed they, game plans. And I would certainly look flat. The, the the takedown differential, the takedown. Oh, this is crazy. It was twenty to eighteen, but Gilman and Clark had nine of those. So from one forty one to heavyweight, the last eight matches, the takedown differential was twenty to nine. Yeah. So in eight of ten matches. NC State had a decided takedown advantage, you know, in in the last eight matches. I mean, that's kind of that's insane. That's insane that that's that's happening. Because when I think of NC State right now, I think good counters, good top team. Of the um, you know, the things that come to mind with NC State, you know, being takedown artists isn't really it. But it's kind of how it looked those last um, no, eight bouts. I think. I think we can all agree that um, that Iowa Iowa looked flat, right? Iowa looked like they weren't on top of the uh, top of their game, and to take nothing away from from NC State, heck no, um, nope, they beat listen. Him. You know, immediately after that duel was over, it was like, when has a team ever beat Iowa at Iowa? Oklahoma State at Oklahoma State, they beat Minnesota. Well, when has a team done that? It's crazy. Any team ever from any conference. Yeah, I I think Earl um, Smith, D1 Wrestling, um, D1 College Wrestling.net, I believe is the URL, um, said that it, it happened in like 2005, 2006. The team did it. But here's here's an interesting It little, was a neutral site, though, one of them, I thought. Right. You know what What makes it so interesting? A te- No team from a- the ACC has ever done one of those things. 
Yeah. No team from the ACC has ever beaten Oklahoma State at Oklahoma State, and no team from the ACC has ever beaten Iowa at Iowa. And they, they did it the in the same year. And so for all the, we were missing this guy or this guy was out, bullcrap. NC State is the second best dual team in the country, and there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Mm-hmm. What a performance. Now, okay, we're talking about how flat Iowa looked, and, and um, but let's step back from the ledge, all right? We have seen... We have seen teams be up and down all year. We have seen Oklahoma go in and rattle Michigan, throttle them, right? And right. over the course of the year, when all the results are in, you say Michigan's a better team. Um, you've seen a lot of teams up and down. You know, I follow the Huskers pretty close. It's like sometimes they're up, sometimes they're down. You don't know what you're going to get. So, um I don't think it's time to jump off the ledge for Iowa fans. Uh, in what way? What do you mean? I mean that they can they can rebound. It's not like the end of the world, right? Well, here's here's what I'll say. This is a team the last couple of years that's looked like um, a wrecking crew early, and the late the closer we get to March. The more questions, the more down, the, they don't look as good. And then it culminates at NCAAs where their guys aren't performing at the level that they performed at all year. I can, I can agree with that. I can so, agree that the last, the last couple so, of years they've, um, they've I, I don't want to say faded, but underperformed late. Uh, yeah, underperformed at least, at the very least. I mean, I listen, I'm me. I Fully believe, not fully believe. I thought and predicted I would win NCAs the week of NCAs the last two years. Okay, you can call me an idiot, but no one was calling me an idiot at the time. And it, it was very feasible those last two years that mm-hmm. they could have won to the yeah. point that Willie, you were like, they are going to win. You, I remember talking with you about it and explaining it, and like you were like, it's yeah, they're going to do it. I mean, Ethan Lofthouse, yeah, he can make. The, well, he lost to Vic Avery, and then. Uh, yeah, Brody Groth, is, he lost to Rylan Lubeck. And, and on and on and on. Everyone just has a down performance. Um, and, you know, same thing last year. They won, they co-won the Big Tens, but then at NCAAs, things don't go their way. Once again, Mike Evans gets six when, you know, people thought he could make the finals. And, and Thomas Gilman loses to an unseated guy in the, in the semis. And they're just not punching through high enough. And I... Listen, to see it happen again, to see them look amazing, well, uh, to see them look amazing be- at the beginning of the season against Oklahoma State, and to see them look like this now against NC State, how was an Iowa fan? Do you not say, "Here we go again"? It's uh, but hold on, it's not just, it's not just Thomas Gilman losing the semi. What, what do you, what did he take? Third? Listen, I didn't get into every example. I'm not no, gonna... no, but I'm I'm saying when 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 teams are right. Okay, when when you're when you have, um, when when teams are prepped and peaking, uh, even when teams are peaking, you have a loss to a stud, right? You, it, so what I'm saying is, it's not that Thomas Gilman lost at NCAAs. It's not that Mike Evans took sixth. It, it, it's, it's all these the, things it's in conjunction. It's like it's like when Penn State wins 
they they had a James English, and when um, you know, Ohio State I, had Kenny Courts. Right for for Iowa to 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 say a team is right, you don't look at the, you don't look at taking third instead of taking second. You take you take a guy like now it's going to sound ridiculous, but a Nick Moore would have to step up and come through. You know, like just with a couple wins. Nick and Moore, yeah, exactly. I mean, Nick that's Moore a, was that's a, a, he was a guy with wins over Tyler Caldwell with with amazing wins, and we and never put it together. There were right, a so lot. There were a lot of guys like that, Willie. I mean, I only gave two examples because I'm not going to make the whole show all the guys that did not perform. But I could go eight, ten guys that just dropped the ball and didn't perform like they did yeah, the regular season. Yeah, I guess what I'm season. saying is I, I don't I don't put the onus on a superstar like Gilman dropping a match. That kind of stuff happens Let's, even at NCAA's. But what I put what I what's more of an indication to me is how the whole team. You know, you need you need you need eight or nine guys to. That that's an indication to me if the team was right. Um, now, what I say about the sky isn't falling. It isn't. It isn't. Um, it, you shouldn't jump off a ledge. Um, I, I I think there's there's two different sets of of expectations. There's there's one in Iowa where it's always going to be championship or bust. But I think right. I think outside of the borders of Iowa. We didn't. I don't think anybody thought that Iowa was going to beat Penn State or Oklahoma State in a in a in a tournament format, right? Well, no, I, I'm not going to say that. I did not think they could beat Penn State. No way, in, in any circumstance. But um, Oklahoma State's still in play and has been in play, and I think okay. So so th- after last they could duel, they could get second. So after last night's duel, and everybody, including. And maybe especially the Iowa fans are going nuts, saying um, there needs to be change. What is wrong with our program? Why do our guys look bad? Um, Unrealistic at, expectations. Uh, uh, they can still take second. They can still take third. Yeah. Uh, like so, what has changed? Well, yeah. I mean, nothing's changed. That's true. You, you guys had you got a you had a bad duel, a flat duel. You got beat by a really good team that was. Trying to make a statement that that um, is having the best season that's ever had. That really looked forward to a duel at Iowa, and and what does it change? Like the only thing that's changed is like I a think perception. it's in, like we can't beat Penn State this year. Well, duh. Like the rest of the country already knew that. That's a good point. That's a good point. But I just think it says something. It says something about your. I mean. The, the Iowa response to Kevin Dresser was was uh, was kind of predictable and funny, and they kind of belittled the ACC and like this is where you know ACCs where guys go when they can't get into Iowa and this and that. And then who said that? That that was all out. That was all over there. So who said it? I don't know. What What do you mean? Who said it? Not Are you talking about fans? Yeah, fans. The program didn't say that. Of course they didn't. Obviously, um, the program didn't say anything about anything. Actually. Um, and then so, but that's what we're talking about, Willie. Are we not talking about fans' perception right now? Okay. So I'm saying they they like they really looked down on the ACC, belittled NC State, belittled Virginia Tech, and lo and behold, they come in and they beat them. That has to be an eye-opening moment. Like, whoa, whoa, what's happening right now? We can lose to Penn State, and 
this and that, but that's a juggernaut team for an, uh, uh, the ACC runner-ups to come in and beat us. And you can say it was just a Renda Brooks match, but it says it's a. I think it says something bigger. I don't know. All right, it, I mean, that doesn't change a perception. Like, we lost to NC State. This team was absolutely dreadful four years ago when Pat Pop came in, ran everyone out, and in four years. Okay. They come me, in and, and beat you when you have number one recruiting classes on, on the mat? And they're yeah, starting I mean, they're getting they, legitimate production from guys like well, Max Roscoff and, and Tommy Gant? Well that's another thing. You know, one of the spins um the, the, the Hawkeye report often talks about um recruiting and they need to do better recruiting. We don't I have don't, the horses. I don't think that's the case at all. I think I think they're recruiting just fine and I think Ryan Morningstar is a big part of it, and I think Ryan Morningstar is doing a great job. Um, I don't get, I don't get where, well, to be that good, to be, you know, to win a national title, we have to recruit better. They're, they're doing fine. They have a number one class right in the last five years, you know. So um, and they had a I, number one class before then come through the the St. John Lofthouse, Telford, and there's a couple others in there um, that came in. Those guys just didn't win the title, so you can't say, "Well, we just don't have the guys." You're getting number one recruiting classes. Uh, yeah, and you had, but and you had Telford with a lost NCAAs. You yep. had McDonough with the lost NCAAs. Yeah, it's tough to win a title. It's tough. Um, but okay, so here's my point. Before last night, say yesterday at noon, what was your realistic expectation for Iowa at NCAA tournament team finish? Second or third. Okay. Today at 9.25 a.m. Central Time, what is your realistic expectation for Iowa at the NCAA tournament? Yep, same. Same thing. Well, so, I don't know. I, honestly. So chill out, everybody. Uh, fourth is in the – I mean, right now, right this very moment, Virginia Tech actually has more tournament points. I, I understand that. I understand that. But we're talking about – They're getting a trophy, though. We're, we're, we're talking about – um. We're talking about what's their max and what's their floor. Maybe if anything's changed, you know, yesterday at noon you said they could take second or third. And maybe today, it's right now at this moment, you say second through fourth. Yeah. Their ceiling might be second. Their floor might be fourth. Wow. Dramatic. No. Nothing Nothing changed. So everybody relax. It's a it's a perception change. And I think it's, I think it's a little bigger than that. But it, it's irrelevant, I guess. You know, in in the scheme of things, but that's just how I view it. But at the end of the day, this is a NC State story more than anything. I I, I want to say, and even though Iowa's kind of dominated our conversation, it's about it's about the job that that Coach Papalizio and company have done there, and what they're getting out of their guys. And that's where you gotta, if you're gonna complain about we don't have the guys at Iowa or we don't have the recruits, um. You can't look at NC State and then say they have any more. I mean, they're they're not even close recruiting wise. I mean, they have one blue chipper, I think, starting, and that's Gwiz and maybe Renda was kind of on the periphery. So, I mean, they've they're just getting more out of their guys, and that could be said, and that could be said for NC State. Maybe with every other team, save Penn State, they just get more out of their guys, and maybe. You know, this is just one hot year, and they'll come back down to earth. I don't know where it's going to go. But I'm just saying right now, this year, they're, they're getting a lot of production out of guys. 
for sure, for sure. So, all right, we, you know, we talked about Iowa to death. How about you want to talk a little bit about Penn State and Oklahoma State duel? Sure. Um, you know, it, it it was a route, right? Like there were seven bonus point win matches, um, mm-hmm. which in a uh, in an NCAA or whatever you want to call it, a f- championship match, you wouldn't really expect that kind of rampant bonus. But guys being out, um, you know, Crutchmer's hurt and and Rogers family um, tragedy and um, yeah, thoughts and prayers. Absolutely, to, the thoughts Rogers. and prayers to the Rogers family who lost their um, Bill Rogers, their father, and and you know. Back when when the Rogers were still living in Washington, when the boys were, you know, freshmen, sophomore, juniors in high school, he used to write me. Sometimes I'd see him at Fargo, or see him at different trips, and and uh, and uh, good guy, good, good guy. guy, and thoughts and prayers to them. So they were without um, Chandler, who who my goodness, the day before his father passed, really, I mean. He's so fearless, and he just took it to Ethan Ramos, beating the number two guy in the country. And I, he's going to be the guy for them at seventy four, um, is my understanding. And and not not just because he's performing right now, but Crutchmer is just apparently not going to be healthy yeah. healthy so, enough to yeah. go. And it's it's a question. I I would favor Crutchmer. Everything in a vacuum, I think Crutchmer is a little more consistent, and maybe. Maybe has more upside this year, but Rodgers did beat Crutchmer this year. Rodgers did beat Ramos, who beat Crutchmer this year. So it's it's debatable who's better, and it's unquestioned, unquestioned that Chandler's going to be healthier. If they could get Crutchmer to NCAAs, it's a big question how, how effective he would be. Well, I, I, would, I would go with Crutchmer. I would go with Crutchmer every day of the week, healthy. Of course. Okay? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But the the question becomes, you know, the the question isn't even and and you know Rogers beat him, and and um, the question becomes though, Crutchmer at seventy percent or sixty percent versus a one hundred percent Rogers, and there's really no, it's a no brainer there. Um, and I guess the cat's out of the bag now. It is going to be Rogers, correct? Yeah, I mean that's what I was told last night. And, um, and, and so that and that could change. That doesn't have to be necessarily a final decision, but that's just what it sounds like. And it, it's it's a logical choice unless Crutchmer undergoes some sort of a, a real medical has a Jordan Burroughs like recovery, which I, he doesn't have an ankle injury. So I'm not saying that. I'm just saying just like miraculous defies medical logic to be like data five thousand. Like that, up. dude. That was crazy. So he like almost died. His heart stopped. Uh, he did something. He the, was knocked out by himself. His arm. His arm. I think his brain is in his um, left deltoid because he he dropped when he got <laughs> tapped there. Oh, uh, that was the worst set of fights in the history. I couldn't of believe. It. I just woke up to the to the Twitter mayhem, and it was it was it was fun to take all that in. But the the Rogers situation, the Crutchmer situation. Kind of highlights for Oklahoma State a very tumultuous. I don't know if tumultuous is actually the word, but a lot of it, emotional it, swings. I man, mean, it, the team has been the team has been a journalist kind of dream, yeah, but at the same time, man, it got to be frustrating. Not, you know, you, you, you red shirt Brock is JoJo going to come out? 
Brock comes out, pins the national champion. Brock gets hurt. Done Jojo, Jojo wrestles great at the scuffle. He comes out. Um, then he gets hurt. Crutchmer, the highest returning placer from last year, he gets hurt. Rogers looks good. I mean, it's all over the place. Yeah, one ninety sevens in flux. They You've have got drama. You got two guys kicked off the team. You know, yeah. just a lot, a lot going on uh, there, and and not a lot. I mean, a lot of good. They're they've wrestled well. They've won some matches, but um, ultimately, you know, it's it's been more down than up and just just kind of news and injuries and this and that and so a lot going on it's got man i can't imagine being being a coach in that situation and just endure, but they're still right there i mean the, the talent on that lineup uh, the talent in that room is crazy it's crazy it's really scary gary wayne looked all right against conaway i thought i mean he's you know jordan's just rock solid this year he's been just un, untouchable from People at his level or below. What will be interesting is, um, you know, seeing how he stacks up with the Clarks and the uh, Brewer and uh, I, yeah, I, I, th- I think I think he's kind he of really is. I think now, he's kind of set where he is. Right in that five spot is is where he falls. I'm interested to see. You know, people people say you know it's a foregone conclusion. Penn State's Penn State's going to win. Um, Accurate. Yeah, I, I just, I'm still really interested in Neville's, uh, just to see him wrestle. You know, I don't know. Uh, there was a time when I said, um, it, it, you use all your horses. If if Neville's is available, you use them, and even if he picks up a couple points, it can help you. It can mean the difference if somebody else goes down. Um, and maybe that's not such a case anymore. Maybe maybe they would they would have been fine without him or whatever. But I just I'm interested to see him wrestle just to see him wrestle because I'm a wrestling fan, right? And um, so we'll see him at Big Ten. He won an open this weekend. He still mm-hmm. doesn't have enough matches to reach the the, the allocation. Um, the allocations will come out on Thursday, and he's going to have to poach one of the Big Tens, and I I think he will. I do too. I I agree. I agree. I'm not. I feel certain they're going to get six or seven. I think he can slide in there somewhere at some mm-hmm. point. And yeah, he did win that open. That was good. Um, if you're if you're a Penn State fan, obviously he's going to be an upgrade over Jan Johnson. Who did you know that his takedown of Marsden was his first takedown of the season? Yeah, no, I didn't know that. But I didn't know that. Um, he had two on him, didn't he? He had a reversal. Okay, so and there was. You know, there was people on the Penn State boards too that were like, "I think it was Penn State boards. It might have been the Matt." Um, oh. But that were like, like what? You know, we understand. You know, I understand. There was a couple people. Well, uh, we understand that. Um, we understand that he was coming off football, but man, how can he? How can he be one in ten? Well, listen, the guy was an undersized heavyweight. He, he, he weighs two twenty two. He he was a two twenty in high school. I think he might have played quarterback. I, you know what I mean? Uh, he plays football for the se- for the season. He walks into Penn State's room and it's like, okay, get ready for the Big Ten wrestling. <laughs> uh, the guy was a two time state champion, PA big school. It's, I mean, yeah, he's it, no slouch. It, you can't you can't be undersized, play football, walk into a room in the Big Ten. Uh, and be good, but look at he's 
by the end of the season, he's coming around. He's a, he's a fighter, right? Yeah, I would I would like to see where he is. If he could start the season where he is right now and see what strides he makes over the course of the season. He ta- he kind of shoots himself. I mean, he, he goes down swinging a lot. Um, he'll take a lot of shots. He gives up some points off his own attacks. But he'll, he won't just stand there in the middle and try to, like, preserve a decision. He goes out there with the intent of scoring, but he ends up getting scored upon more than when he scores. But anyways... Um, so yeah, that was that duel. I mean, I don't know what to say. I don't think Oklahoma State looked particularly good. Um, a lot of people, as soon as it kind of got out that they flew in that day and they were flying back that night, uh, people were blowing up my phones like that kills your legs. That's the, the, the point spread. The point spread went up. <laughs> yeah. And if I didn't, were, I didn't know that was, was a, like Vegas. If there was real Vegas lines, you start, you start taking Penn State even more. You throw your money on Penn State because you can't. Is it that yeah. hard? What's the difference between sitting on a... I mean, I, I've never flown on a plane and then had to do athletic things and, like, competition to, like, know what it feels like. But It's not ideal. Right. But, I mean, it's like they got up at their regular time. You know, they got their, their weight cut in the morning. They got on a plane. They got to Penn State. They were there in plenty of time. You know, they got to, I just don't... Is there something that the airplane at elevation physiologically does to your body that it takes it out of you or is it just yeah yes it does and you know there's an hour time difference uh, do you remember this does that season? matter they weren't like sleeping they were just there so instead of wrestling dude, at six they wrestled at seven or whatever dude their time do you remember this season was that the playoffs playoffs the seattle seahawks fans went conspiracies conspiracy theory on the NFL, and said it was unfair, super unfair. They wanted the Panthers to win because Seattle had to play. They had to fly across the country and play a Saturday early game in the playoffs. They were like, this is bull crap. Well, I mean, but that's different because they're, they're performing at – what is like ten o'clock on their body clock? Okay, ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and they can so that, fly in on Thursday. So right, exactly. So cry me a river, Seahawks fans. But for uh, an hour time difference, when you fly in that day, it doesn't impact your sleep. It doesn't. It's does the what does the airplane do? I don't. To, I don't get it, Christian. You follow sports pretty well. They always talk about having to fly. They always talk about having to fly and impacting you. Okay. In every sport. The, but. Yeah. I don't get it. What's the science behind it? I don't know. I don't know. Next topic. Listen, this season, we're in the heart of of the state championship season, and it was a great weekend um, for state championships, high school, 21 state championships around the country, and that doesn't even include some of the, like, prep state tournaments. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's been a lot of – there's been a lot of – Way Good, too much, drama. but there's also been a lot of bad. Let's start one. Let's start with one. All right. Well, I'll run down the bad. No, I won't. Let's start with let's start with one that was both good and bad. Okay. Indiana, Chad Red going for undefeated career and his fourth state title. Number one kid in the country has never lost in Indiana in the regular season. Wrestling Nick Lee, who's you know he's ranked a little low. I have him. I have him ranked a little low because he's been he's been hurt so long. But he's n- nothing short of a blue chipper. And Penn um, State recruit. 
Yeah, Penn State commit as a junior and uh, only has one loss in his career, and that was to Steven Michich when, when, when Lee was a freshman. A, a freshman. So they come in combined one loss. with one loss, and state of Indiana is a single-class system. The crowd, the arena's packed, 13,000 screaming fans all pumped up to see this, and the match delivered. It really the, did. It was an amazing match. High-level stuff by both guys. You know, <laughs> Nick Lee goes out there, stays heavy on the elbow, puts Red on his back, 4-0 in the first period. Red battles back. I think Red got the escape after in the in the first. He got a quick one. He got a quick escape. So it was 4-1 at the end of the end of one. And Red battles back and wins. Puts on a fantastic ride that me and Christian disagree with. Third period rides him out. Or actually let him go with like one second left. But um, Christian says it was a little bit of stalling. I say it was a great ride. And I'm usually I usually err on the side of boring stalling wrestling, but I thought it was a great College style ride, uh, but but anyway, that was the good. That was the great. That was a wonderful match. One of the best high school uh, state finals I have ever seen. Um, but I, you know what, I didn't like the fans' reaction at all. I, I felt like they were completely one sided and rooting rooting for Nick Lee. And then Chad Red after the match, and this is why they were chewing cheering for Nick Lee because. Chad Red is also often flamboyant and often showy, and so Chad Red wins. He runs, jumps up, and, and cheers, does a little dance, and runs back to the center and shake hands. And uh, there was there was a big split on, yeah, that's okay. The kid just accomplished history, and that's not how you do it. Uh, you respect your opponent. Yeah, I mean. You know me. My stance is very well known on celebrations and things like that. We're we're pro Cam. We're pro Chad Red dancing, all this and that. So so my stance is well known that I don't get outraged about this stuff. It really doesn't bug me. I will say this: that can does Nick Lee really have to just sit there and wait and watch you dance and watch you celebrate and watch you run up and jump on this railing? Can you shake the kid's hand and let him get out of there? That's my only thing where I could get if I'm Nick Lee, I'm like really. How long do I have to wait for him to finish this up before I get out of here? Shake my hand. Let me get out of here. Then if you want to do a a 10-minute choreographed dance routine with a whole crew, uh, go for it. But as far as just making a guy wait, it's one thing. You do something real quick, and then you go back, you shake, and then you do something after that. But he sprints off. He jumps up. So for once, I actually kind of get it. Now, am I outraged? Am I saying... He's a poor sport. Am I saying he needs to reevaluate? No, I'm saying he had he had a moment of incredible emotion where a dream came true, and he didn't think things through. I think correctly, and maybe if he could go back in time, he would shake his hand quick. I don't but, think so. But it's not a uh, it's, it's nothing to get outraged about. You don't think what? I don't think he would have done anything different. We've seen Chad Red do this before. Um, I, I've never seen him run away jump on a railing off the platform, do a dance. I've seen him dance after he wins, but I've never seen him like run, leave the scene, go do a thing, and, and then come back. That was, I've never seen him do that. You've seen him do that? I'm fine with it. 
No, I no. We're not so so Nick Lee should just chill. Be like, oh, are you you still dancing? You still you you gonna come back onto the platform or are you? Just, how long is this gonna last? Mm. He should just wait. Wait to this the victor, out. To the victor goes a spoil. No, not really though. To the so you win, you do whatever you want. You won. You have the the platform to behave in any way because to the victor go the spoils. I don't think so. Well, I I, I think in hindsight, I think that would be um. What I like to what what I would prefer to see, but I am not going to get outraged about it. I yeah, think I'm not outraged about it either. Would I have done what he did? No, but um, I ain't outraged about it either. You would have done the Macarena. I'm, absolutely. Absolutely. Um. Your favorite, your fave dance. All right, um, so let's talk about other like uh, absolutely. But can I, let me say one more thing about that match. You don't get that in state finals. I mean, how often do you get? Maybe it happens in Pennsylvania. You don't get in any other state two blue chips in the same weight with this kind of stuff. I mean, how often does this happen in in, in the state finals? It that you in the get... great state of Pennsylvania on the reg, son. All right, uh, did I not say that? I said in Pennsylvania, but outside of that, it just doesn't happen. California. Uh, this would happen. When, when's the last Jersey? Uh, when's the last? Blue chip versus blue chip state final in those states. I'm not asking. I'm not like checking you. I'm like, I, I can't think of them. I can't think of them. Mm, I mean, they happen often. Uh, all right. Well, let's go back. And, I mean, maybe not to that extent. To this ex to this degree. I mean, some places have Nick Lee ranked second in the country. They're hitting in the state finals. I mean, so often. Oh, Red's going thirty. It probably happened last year. Okay, so let's find it. Um. I'm asking. I'm asking. Look at look at PA 145 bracket last year. Have I not just said 160 times not Pennsylvania? We're not talking about Pennsylvania. I'm saying every other so state. Other How many state? times do I have to talk about it's not just Pennsylvania? I'm looking for other examples. We're talking about Indiana right now. Indiana has actually had. They had Hal Humphrey. A couple of those before, yeah. Hal Humphrey. Okay, so we're going back to uh, when Andrew Howe was a 45-pounder. Certs is somebody. Now, I don't know if they were ranked one and two. or like I don't know. I don't have Nick Lee too. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't wrestled in two years. Yeah, someone had him uh, too. That's what they were saying yeah. on the broadcast, but maybe they're just pumping it up. Maybe in the state. Oh. Uh, oh yeah, that could be. They could have been been state rankings. But often um, the guys that hit in the state. No, finals. no, I, I did hear them say one and two in the country. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know who has them too, but um, that's I th I think I would think that's a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, regardless of the rankings, major, incredible matchup, right? Yeah, so uh, guys, send in those loaded recent state finals matchups. Yeah, send, between... send, in, send in those big ones. Yeah, not Pennsylvania. No one cares. Okay, we already know. We already know. Don't rub it in, Pennsylvania. We get it. You're good. Okay, other states. Other states. Jersey, Cali. Give me those. So that's all I'll say. Now, please. Ohio used to have them. Ohio's so split up. Yeah, yeah. And often, you know, a lot of times you get um, you get jockeying, and I, and which I think is that's fine, what I'm right? saying. Like you know, I'll go 38. He goes 32. Number one, number one guy in the country is 32. I'm going 38, or I'm going dropping to 26. I mean, and I don't see anything wrong with that. But so that's another reason why you don't get it as often. Okay. Right. But let's talk about some other um, terrible things this postseason. Obviously, you guys saw the PA. Um, with the set, uh, Central Dolphin, Central Dolphin, Cumberland Valley thing that was kind of egregious. 
yeah. laying down and stuff. And, and a couple of them have happened. And, you know, PA State duels, there were stories that the coaches in individual matches, the coaches pointed out, hey, he has, uh, he has tape on his headgear. Oh, Tell the refs. Okay, point. Penalty point. There was even one. Get this, Christian. And I didn't know this was a rule. Uh, hey, excuse me, ref. He doesn't have his top hole laced in his shoe. I didn't even oh. know that was a okay. rule. Penalty point. I mean, what kind of a goofball do you have to be to point that out? I can't stand it. I had a. I don't know who you were, PA coach, that did that, but you're a goof. You're a goof. And what? How do you run and win because of wrestling, or do you want to win because of tape on a headgear or a, a shoe eyelet issue? I mean, I. I had a uh, one year. I had this assistant coach, and he was, he was a disaster. But he like wanted me to like make this big deal about a guy taking his strap da- straps down at some point in a team, and I was like, I, I'm not interested in that. I'll let the refs yeah. catch that. I, that's just not what I'm about. That's not what I think the sport's about. Scouring the competition to find a a lace issue or to find a tape. Uh, that that's just not me, and that's just not what I think we we should be doing, and that's embarrassing if that's going on. And Pennsylvania, man, what? Why are you guys in the news so much for this nonsense? Can you can you just live up to your rep- reputation right. as the greatest uh, wrestling state in the country and it's not real, not get? It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, right? I mean, who would want to do that? Uh, okay, let's get to how about. Two other this Tennessee uh, one's the worst thing I've, I've ever. Tennessee heard. one's the worst, right? Tennessee kids going for a third state title in the quarterfinals. Um, he's dominating his opponent. He's on top. Kid, the kid on bottom gets to his feet. Matt return. Hurts his ribs. Referee calls the slam. Penalty point. Trainer comes out, checks the kid out. Does all kinds of movement tests. Uh, all right, you're ready to go. Excuse me, son. Are you ready to wrestle? Yes, I'm ready to wrestle, referee. Okay, let's go. And you said, it, the tr- did you mention the, the athletic trainer, the medical the tra- Yeah, the trainer said. came out, put him through things. I said that. And then That's uh, cleared him to wrestle. Cleared him to wrestle. Everything's they're ready to blow the whistle. Coach comes out, says, no, no. Nope. You know what? I don't think this is good. I don't think he's ready. I'm not going to have him wrestle. Kid says, "Hey, coach, I can, you know, I can wrestle." No, no, I just don't think it's in the best interest of your safety. Uh huh. Kid going for his third state title. Welcome to the Wesselbacks. And the kid, the kid that won, goes on. He loses the next his match. next round, right? The a reporter interviews him. Um, hey, uh, the kid says, "I." I didn't like doing that. I didn't want to do it. I was ready to wrestle. I didn't want to win that way. My coach made me. Coach wouldn't let me go. They interviewed the coach. Well, you know, the trainer went out there, and he and he did some movements, but what he didn't do was raise his arm above his head, and, and I don't think he could have done that. I don't, I don't think he could have put his arms up and, and done that motion, so I didn't think it was safe for him to go. Give me a break, you bum. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, I and, can't. That's mm-hmm. uh, just such an in, embarrassment for. <laughs> I mean, this was the. He was taking on the, the Smyrna kid. That's where he's from. I mean, I think we should get like a little more. The kid's name was Tucker Russo, the guy going for his third title. Um, 
and he, man, he got hosed bad. And I think that's that's like the eyelet thing um, with the shoelaces. That's like the tape thing for Coach MD here to act like he has any kind of medical knowledge about his his guy's physical readiness to wrestle, and the the convenience of the kid being able to injure to default or, or where take the, 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 they need to get rid of that rule, man. They need to get rid of that rule. I'm telling you national NF, the national federation and NWCA listen up. You need to get rid of the rule where an illegal slam. If the kid can't continue as a DQ, because here's the thing <laughs> it's, it's deemed because the, the process deems it's going to continue. It's going to happen every right. year. Okay. Yeah. You said that the, the process says okay this is bad so it's one point so they determined that this is bad and you should be punished by lo- by giving a point to the opponent that's the op- the punishment that they think is appropriate okay they don't think it's flagrant misconduct so but it it becomes flagrant misconduct when you have a cowardly coach or when you have a guy that, that, that can't continue. So I don't think it's fair that I'm up 10 to 1, now 10 to 2, because I get a little aggressive with a mat return, and now I lose the match. Well, you don't think it's that bad, because otherwise you would have called it something more severe. You're saying right. this so is a one-point penalty. Brock's sitting next to me, and when I said that, he, he motions. He's like, well, Willie, you do that. I'm I'm slamming the dude till he can't continue. All right, so make it... um. Make it two levels, right? Make it. Uh, if know, you do that, that's flagrant misconduct. You didn't. You didn't return him safely to the mat. That's one penalty point. Uh, you make there some level of other, uh, some other call that the ref can make so it's not disqualifying. Yeah, you, you, that's that's called habitual line stepping. To to quote Chappelle. Show. Uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna continue. You'll see it next year if they don't change the rule. All right, here's another one. Here's another ridiculous. Situation, but we don't know why it's ridiculous. That we don't we don't know why it's ridiculous. All right, keep going, keep going. Jordan Decatur. Oh, okay, that one. Jordan Decatur, one of the one of the top youngsters in the country. Um, goes into this is Ohio, um, same school as as Justin Lester, Fargo champ, CVCA Ohio. He's going into his sectional or regional or whatever they call it over there. Goes into the weigh-in room. Comes out. Goes back in. Steps on a scale. Makes weight. All good. A coach. I, I hear this. I, I saw it written that it was a Crestwood coach. Says, uh-uh. He left the weigh-in room before he officially weighed in. It's illegal. Guess what? Jordan Decatur, you're out of the postseason. Yeah, and that's a that is a legit rule. Um, it is I a legit rule. But why? I never. I'm stupid. I've never really understood it. If you make, in my opinion, is if you make weight before your weight is done weighing in, what does it matter if you use the restroom? I mean, uh, I feel uh, like what, what what what? How does that get exploited? I guess is my question. Well, I'm I'm speaking out of ignorance here because I'm aware of that rule, but I just I'll don't understand you, it. I'll tell you why. But it's stupid, and, and, and you know after I, after I graduated, which geez, it's getting to be a long time now, but sometime after I graduated, they changed the rules. In my day, you know, you had an hour to weigh in. You step on the scale at one hundred three point four, 
You go run and jump rope. You put your sweats on, you run, you jump rope, you step on a scale. 103.1. All right. I go take a pee. I come back. One, 102.9. All right. You're good. Right? Yeah. Now they change that rule. You step on the scale, you're done. You can step in on as many scales as you want, but you don't make weight, you don't make weight, and you're out of there. Which I'm, I'm fine with that. You know I'm what? not fine with it at all. What? I mean, I'm not fine with it at all. Weigh in start it, at 5 o'clock. It's stupid. You, you, you should have an hour to weigh in. You can try as many times as you want. What if I – okay, you talk about the state tournament, right? I'm at the state tournament. I'm, I'm in my hotel room in Hershey. We brought a scale. My team brought a scale. And I step on the thing, and it says 102.9. I think I'm fine, 102.8. I go to I go to the arena. I step on the scale. It says 103.1. Nope, you're done. You're out of the tournament. Are um, you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I mean, what are you? You're from Pennsylvania, right? Here's what you do: you get there an hour early, and you check your weight. You don't roll up in your bus at weigh-in time. That's who does that. You so get there. Telling, you get there. You check your weight on the scale. If you're over, you run it off before your weight is done. Uh, that's simple. Why I, does it have to be that way? Why does it have to be that way? Because be, weigh-ins start at be, ten. Why don't why you just be on weight at ten? Open weigh-ins from ten to eleven. You have to make the weight. You have to make one hundred three before freaking eleven o'clock. No, you. Then that gives. Then you've got everyone hanging around, waiting till eleven to make weight, and then weigh-ins are. You know. Uh, no, just, you don't. If I'm one, if I'm one hundred two point nine, I'm weighing in as soon as I can, drinking. And if you if you weigh in at eleven o'clock and you have to wrestle at twelve, you only get one hour. Weigh-ins are at ten. Weigh-ins are at ten. Make be any. Time you get beyond ten o'clock, that's bonus I've seen time. So many kids, I've seen this burn so many kids for nothing more than we don't really care. We want to get weigh-ins over. No, it's yeah, it's I've on the kid. You, there's a weight. You know what? If at the state tournament, you are not on weight, um, but an, a significant time before weigh-ins, that would be on you. You've made the weight all year long. Make it again. Make it on time. Anything beyond 10 o'clock, well, let's say that's the hypothetical weigh-in time, anything beyond that, that's bonus time you got to cut weight. That's bonus time. So make it when your weight weighs in. That's how it. I, I think it should work. Now, as far as the kid leaving the room, I don't know what that matters. I, I think that's different. It's not like he, he stepped on the scale and then left and then came back You know, during weigh-ins. It sounds like he just... Maybe he went out to get something. I don't know. That's that's very different things to me. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think I don't agree with that process. I think it's stupid. I see it. Turn, I see it burn a lot of kids. You can you can say plus they're kids. You can say that. Uh, well, you made it all year. Well, what's the what's the right thing to do? The right thing the right thing to do is the kids in the state tournament. Why put red tape? Okay, so the kid the kids a tenth over the kids the kids two tenths over. Let them go run. Let them go run and have an hour to do it. I mean, are you talking about being right? Or are you talking about, um, you know, having some process that makes I'm, it I'm all... I'm talking about being disciplined with your weight. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, we a... know 15-year-olds are disciplined. Well, they the ones that win state tournaments are. Okay. There you go. You good there? We got two minutes. What do you want Yeah, we got two minutes. Go? Let's talk about how you were two and seven on pickums. Um, Actually... Uh, uh, actually... Well, see what happened was two and seven. So I've, I've, uh, I think we just need to scrap this pick'em thing. You know, I, I just feel like 
I don't think people are engaged with it. I don't think you got certs over fine silver. Um, <laughs> nailed nailed it. Listen, I stand by my picks. Um, you know, Levant. First of all, um, first of all, let's just go through it. You got certs over fine silver, correct? You got Brooks over Renda, wrong. You got as did you. Zavasky over Abinator, wrong. So let's talk about that one. Back it up. You were talking about guys winning without offensive points. They hit Zavasky twice for stalling. He scored the only takedown of the match, uh, and he ends up losing. I'm pretty sure it was the only takedown. Shoot. I watched the match. Uh, they, they, they handed that one to Abinator. So I don't really feel like, whatever, you can say he won, he got his hand raised. But I'm not like, man, I just whiffed on that one. No, I didn't whiff. Know what I'm talking about. Give me Zavasky in the rematch. ZZ top. May Suflon, we all we all got that one wrong. Yep, Suflon won. Uh, Ramos Rogers, we all got that one wrong. Mm-hmm. Walls Coon, we all got that one right. Nicholas Dudley, we all got that one wrong. Mm-hmm. Except Dudley completely imploded. <laughs> he has a lead with seven seconds left on a fresh start. They blow the whistle. He gets shrugged. Right. Hands go down for a split second. Two match over. Right, so we were almost so, right on that one. So the the pick was right. Uh, exactly. Same for my Lambert over McGee. Lambert blew that one. Not quite as bad. But he blew it. So really, the two that we're different on, I I stand by, Zavatsky. I thought he was better. I think he's shown he has more offensive potential. Um, he might have got homered a little bit in that one. And then Lambert, you know, oh. he blew it against McGee. So. Oh. Put this. Listen, this, this, is aster- this is the asterisk. This is the asterisk week. When you put this up on the homepage, when you put the archive up on the homepage, I'm ordering you to make it. I was two and seven on Pickums. That's the title. <laughs> I w- No, I, I will not do that. And okay. um, we both got McCutcheon kind of wrongish, but that was a de- default. I mean, I don't know. They both you had. Got, a, they both had a takedown. You got more excuses than Hillary Clinton. No excuse. What excuses? I'm saying I stand by my picks, and I'll take my guys in the rematch. And, hey, all I think this shows, because no one really did great, no one set the world on fire, I think more than anything, once again, my supremacy and just identifying these pickums is um, c- come front and center. Okay. That it's very hard, and I'm good at, I'm good at that. And So what? You, you caught up. You got a little closer. You still, you still have to make up for those first period takedowns. Okay, they still count. I think I might be winning on a year. Well, that's not true. Um, well, it, best case, we're tied, because I was up two or three, and now you only picked up. You only picked up two on me. Picked up two. So we're tied. Okay. Or you're losing one or the other. So. Oh yeah. I mean, right. so I mean, this tells you everything you need to know, right? Willie is feeling himself because he's tied with me. I mean, that's that shows you right there, kind of where we're at. So. Um, g- I'm congrats. Not feel, I'm not feeling myself. I'm just saying what the score is. You're feeling yourself. Please watch your step. Um, are we good? 11:02. We good? No, no final topics. I don't know if we're gonna get to do this again uh, this week because I'm headed to. We're flying. We're flying. Thursday, I'm going to National Preps. Christian's going to JUCOs. Yep. So that's happening. So Brock's going to Pan Am's. You guys want to turn into that? Tune oh. into that. That's gonna be fun. We got a fire weekend uh, coming up that you were you are not gonna want to miss. But we thank you guys once again so much for tuning in. As uh, 
you've done so faithfully for 99 episodes. Our next one's 100th. We will probably do nothing special for it. Uh, maybe we'll make some 100 related jokes, but I don't know. We're not we're not gonna do anything special. We're not gonna do a three-hour special. It's just gonna be another another show where we're we're doing our thing and um, yeah. We don't know when that's gonna be next week sometime. I would assume. We thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you're getting those ratings in. Five star only. Yes, I have not forgot about reading those. We will. We will get that. We just there's no space for it. We barely got in the uh, the pickup. So you gotta you gotta understand. We're on a time crunch here. Thanks a lot, and we will see you next time, guys.